This is Sell More Floors. Sell More Floors. Never lower your price. Always add value. And here's your hosts, Cameron Garver. Cameron Garver. And so I think you guys might have inadvertently killed somebody in the room. <laughs> Corey Henson. Corey Henson. I'm here to have a good time. And Cody Toland. Cody Toland. Buckeyes and Fudge. Wolfpack Equipment, your premier lineup of concrete preparation and dust extraction equipment. Join the pack today and kill the competition. You should have done that. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, welcome, man. welcome, guys. We're live, right? What's up, guys? Hey, what's hey, up, Hey, hey. Hey, thanks for, uh, you know, tuning in. What episode is this? I believe 17. 17. Wow. Thank you guys so much for your support and your questions that have kept this thing going. Uh, definitely appreciate the guy who commented on our post saying, does anyone else just learn that these guys are bigger assholes every episode? <laughs> <laughs> we did delete that comment, but I had a good chuckle at it, and he's not wrong. Uh, so, but yeah. I definitely don't see that, but whatever. Hey, dude, I, I could get it. I get it. Whatever, man. You, you could make anyone not like you. There could just be conflicts of personality. You, there's certain people in my life that I've met that I was like, they did one thing, and I was like, there's n- I'm never really a world where I'm going to like that person because the first impression or maybe they just don't like yeah. the way they are. You know True. what I mean? You just Someone rubs you the wrong way. Another thing that. about uh, we tell the truth a lot, yeah. and people don't really like the truth anymore, you know? Yeah. That is Coach true. We are truthful. Yeah, and people like being lied to and coddled, and, you know, I'm just yeah. not about that. So, uh, you know, guy, yeah. guy that said that, hey, I respect it, but, you know, go fuck yourself, really, <laughs> what I'm trying to say, too. Oh my God. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks truth. for listening. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, and the earth is flat, so, like, if you disagree with me, then... (laughs) Yeah, just drive through one of those ice walls and push them off, you know? No, but, yeah, we've been getting a a lot of good feedback, a lot of reviews, a lot of questions, obviously. But we do have a pretty cool three-part series going to be coming up here soon. We have uh, keynote speaker Chuck Toki. He is going to be getting with us and we're going to be doing a three-part series on negotiating and sales so you guys are definitely going to want to stay tuned for that we'll announce I'm that, excited as it, for that oh yeah as it develops um we're very lucky to get you know chuck he's very busy he travels the country he primarily works in the roofing sector but he does he has worked in the the coatings businesses as well he just helps people sell you know more jobs for their respective business and he is very good at what he does so we're very lucky to have him but uh how have you guys been? Good. <laughs> That's it. Is that good? A- <laughs> okay. I've been doing amazing. You know, it's just, just, just killing it. Yeah, life's good. It's, it's been and good. My phone's ringing. Yeah, well, yeah. I knew that would happen, but, but life's good, man. Yeah, can't complain. Um, New Year's resolutions. I've stuck to them. I feel good about them. Uh, I got that planner that you ordered, the planner. Yeah, I still haven't filled mine out. <laughs> yeah, that thing's been keeping me good. But, Cody, do you Can care I to elaborate you to on good? Good. Yeah, how much? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> do, do I care to elaborate on good? Uh, I don't know. There's just no better word to describe my life lately. It's just good, you know? It's good, but it's also scary. You recently purchased your first rental property? Yes. Uh, well, I, my offer is accepted. I haven't closed on it yet, but yeah. We'll not disclose the amount 
of the check that he is going to be writing, but it is enough for him to feel incredibly anxious and came to my office and talked to me about it the other day. Yeah. When I saw the number, I was like, oh. Oh, oh this is real. That's why people don't, they just talk <laughs> about this. Like, I get that there's no better way to spend my money, but whew. Yeah, it's, uh, it is a little bit scary, but. You hey, know, it's, but it's transformative, I've right? Had, I've had, the, like, like, like you, Corey, uh, my realtor, they've all been able to be like, yeah, but, you know, you're still doing well, better than most people. Even with the amount you're spending, you're still going to have more money in the bank than most people. Right. And oh, it's going geez. to pay you. So. And it's it's not even a flex. It's just <laughs> like you need to be financially literate. And that's yeah. a, that's what you are. That's what, You're a lot of things that aren't good, but you're definitely. Right. Illiterate. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you're definitely, you save your money well. and. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that business owners, like, honestly, I'd invest in a financial literacy literacy class. Like, I, if I was a business owner and I did not have a good hold on finances, I would be so on top of that because you need to be able to manage your finances, man. In this world especially, with increasing prices, you know, you get on terms with the supplier or whatever. Yeah. You can get yourself in a world of hurt if you don't know how to manage your funds. But, well, but yeah, I wanted to congratulate you. Well, that's, thank you. That's, uh, Congrats, bro. It's coming up. I'm closing on the 26th. So if anybody in the Lima area wants to rent a house for around $1,000 a month, just give me a call. We have a <laughs> oh fresh coat of lead-based <laughs> lead, lead paint and asbestos. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you want to advertise on this, you got to at least give us 500 bucks. <laughs> It's a nice property, too. That, it's it a really very is. nice There's property. There's only four murders. There's only four. That's in Lima. That's like two below That's average. Yeah, that was just one night. <laughs> but Caleb, how, how have you been, buddy? I'm getting over COVID. Yeah, you Sad. were working from home for a couple of days there. Yeah, it was hell. A bunch <laughs> of screaming kids. And, Dude, three uh, kids on my basketball team just like today text and said, Oh, we tested positive for COVID. Yeah, My two I think if you don't have it, yeah, so I think if you don't have it, it's. it's Do you guys of... remember when it first kicked off? You're like, I don't know anybody that has this. Now yeah. I don't know anybody that hasn't. Well, even <laughs> yeah. in, when it popped off in like 2020, like they said, like from the beginning, it's not a matter of if you get it, it's when. Yeah. And who knew that two years later it's just gonna? It's that's crazy. when it was gonna come to a head. You know. I've never tested positive for it. And every time I've been sick, I've done it. So there's a possibility that I may have never actually received it. Dang. I don't know. Yeah. I've ne- I don't. I've never been so. I haven't been so ill with the symptoms that one time I. But I was like throwing up for like a week straight. I mean, you were at the hospital for weeks there for a while, so <laughs> yeah, that could have been it. Oh no, it was a stomach thing, yeah. dude. Like my intestines were inflamed. It was the weirdest, just crazy thing. Well, funny story. My wife, she, uh, <laughs> she actually. She had to work the next morning. I'm I'm curled up like on the bathroom floor, just throwing up every five minutes, right? And I'm borderline delusional because I'm dehydrated. I've right. thrown up so much, dude. Like I hallucinated. It was crazy. And uh, my wife comes in and she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go sleep. How you feeling?" And I was like, "I feel good." <laughs> she's like, "Ah, you know, I'm sorry, babe. I'm I'm gonna go sleep in the guest room, right?" <laughs> and I was like, "What, what if I die?" <laughs> And she just said, I don't think that's going to happen. And then before I could say anything, I heard the fucking door, door close. <laughs> <laughs> she cracks up every time I tell the story. I was like, dude, you don't even care. I could have died. And it would have just been whatever. She's like, still wake get, me up. I got to get to sleep for work. Aren't those the worst <laughs> moments when you're in the bathroom and you're just like praying to God? Like, I'll never do anything again. That, that was oh. the worst illness I've ever had because you're so thirsty. 
Like, I've never experienced thirst like that, but I knew that any amount of water was going to cause me to throw up five minutes later, and it was going to be stomach bile. And so it was like burn. And it was going to yeah. burn. It was going to hurt my chest coming up, and it was going to hurt my stomach. It could rip the intestine lining because I was, like, fighting it or whatever. It was... Just do it. It was the <laughs> most... It was the yeah, worst right. fucking week of my life, dude. I swear to God. I still remember when you came into training, like when you got released from the hospital, like two days we had a training and he came in wearing a mask. And I think yeah. it was around the same time where you <laughs> shaved your head. You looked you look like, like a cancer, cancer patient. Yeah. Dude, my wife told me. She was like, dude, <laughs> like you look bad. No. Did you Wanna pay fuck? your life insurance? <laughs> she, she didn't say that. But she, she was like the whole way. She was great every step of the way, except that one night she was like, I'm, I'm gonna go to the other room. <laughs> I'm over it. Cause I was I was shitting like just violently, and then just turning around and throwing up on my poop. Dude, it was it was the worst. Yeah, it was horrible. So but otherwise, funny. I haven't had COVID. <laughs> That's what happened to uh oh was it Butter's dad or something when that, that was Kenny's dad in yeah, <laughs> South Park? Yeah. They like. Feed him like I think it was birth control or some shit like that. Maybe estrogen. <laughs> He's just shitting and throwing up on his poop. Yeah, dude, it was like the worst thing in the world. But it was like I I don't even know. There was times where I was like I'm not gonna pull through. I was like I'm legit. <laughs> I was like I was like There's no way that I can keep this up. Like I'm th- I'm dying of thirst right now. Like yeah. it was the worst ever. It's <laughs> funny how water could even do that. You know, yeah. like so it, yeah, your body's just like nope, nope, I don't want nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing, dude. I I dude the first night when Did it you really try beer, dude. No, the <laughs> first the first night when it got really bad. I didn't know what, how serious it was, so I ate, like, a grilled cheese sandwich. And then Sand it was paper. just, like, five minutes later, I was like, <laughs> and then several days of just nothing. Yeah. It was a, it You should have tried tomato soup. That didn't work. Didn't work. Tried chicken noodle and tomato. Didn't work. I vomited it up in seconds. Huh. It was insane. I had a food point real quick. Reminds me of your wife's story. I had food poisoning one time from eating cornbread and chili. And uh, the wife knew I was kind of sick, so she slept out on the couch. And I woke up puking. Like, that's how I woke up. It was like, all over. And I just remember being like, help! (laughs) I did that for like five minutes. She did not come. (laughs) She just like put her headphones in. And I was just like, help! Shittle buff. Shittle buff. She makes me laugh every time. Oh, yeah, dude. She'd be so pissed I told that on here. But whatever, dude. It was so funny. Shittle buff. Uh, I've never had like a violent puking episode like that. I pray to God you don't. Yeah, dude, it's not fun. Yeah, I've never like. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Food poisoning is just awful. Yeah, that last price increase, Corey didn't leave the bathroom for days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, that was kind of true. Yeah, yeah. Well, is that I, what I heard in there? Or, or yeah. Was, yeah, that makes sense. You heard this, you're like, oh my god. <laughs> well, no, yeah, Co- no, Cody I goes turned to, the- I turned to Austin. I said, he's just jerking off. <laughs> when Cody goes to the bathroom, I hear his belt hit the floor, and then I hear him spit in his hand, and just. I'm like Cody, <laughs> dude, we can see what you're looking up on the Wi-Fi, dude. Come on. Yeah. I Animals. Trying to get better at that. Hey, you know? we're all working to get better. But but we do want to also bring up that we are gonna be at the walk. 
the world of concrete. The waka waka. We are going to have a booth. Uh, the concrete. Do you know what the booth number is? C4061. C4061. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we'll be there. Uh, Cody, myself, Corey. I'll be there. Uh, Caleb won't be. Nah, man, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, another sa- two sales reps of ours, Ryan McMahon and uh, Taylor, Taylor Gandy. Gandy. TG, baby. The best finger painter this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> Damn right. He's good. I love it. But, uh, yeah, so I guess I want to talk about, like, for those of you guys that are actually going to World of Concrete, you know, Corey, I wanted you to kind of enlighten them on wh- how to get the most out of it. You know, as an installer. Yeah, we'll actually start. I have a question like that, so let's let's start questions real quick. Go ahead. We'll lead right into that. Uh, Oh. Oh. Uh Oh. 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 We need to have a pause button when he does that. Oh, Oh, you think so? I think you guys just need to fucking. Have you ever heard it when, like. In your vehicle when you're cruising down the road and you're not expecting it, and then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> oh, I brought up chaos. I, I almost yeah. wreck. Yeah, Cody bricks up, dog. It's <laughs> It's Cody going. <laughs> I start driving faster and then I get all sweaty. It's weird. <laughs> all right. Uh, first question Tim in Texas. What's up, fellas? Hey, Tim. It's my first time going to walk next week. Ooh. What things should I do or look for while out at the convention? We'll let Corey answer. Man, I tell you, that that place is huge, right? Yeah. The WOC. Man, all right, so I guess the coatings is in the center hall this year, which is different. It used to always be the south hall. So that's one thing that's different. Um, I would, and, and it all depends on temperature, man. Two years ago, it was like 50 outside. And windy. So everybody that had the outside booths were just dying. Miserable. Oh, they were dying. It was yeah, horrible. But First in- world problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the inside, I-, I would say you just pick a spot, man, and, and grab a bag and-, and start going through everything. Or go online to the WOC's website, and they actually have the exhibit you know, map. Kind of oh, figure yeah. out where you're going to go, what industry you're in. And come with a plan, you know. Of yeah, like what, what you want to do. look at. I yeah. mean, like, like are you in the market for a new machine? You know, like find yep. booths where they sell machines and, you know, get pricing and that sort of thing. If you're in the market for a new product, go to multiple booths, check it out, ask around. Yeah. But the sales reps are obviously going to tell you their product's the best shit. So stay away from like the, the big, uh, Diamond places because those guys are ruthless, man. You walk by, hey, need diamonds? Need some diamonds, man? Hey, hey. Dude, those guys are some they're of like the most the, determined salespeople. Yeah, they're like I, the I drug dealers in like, Mexico. I was gonna say, I swear, guy, I saw one on the corner of like Kibby over yeah. here. Hey, man, just, I got some tools. Bro. <laughs> they're the drug dealers of the of the world of concrete. Hey, they, they I do. They'll respect. be invoicing right there in the middle of the hallway, like. I do respect their hustle, though, for sure. I've I've, I've known a couple of guys that just sell tooling. And they work really hard, like, to do it. So they make great livings doing it, too. And I'm like, shit. First thing I would do is come see us. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) boy. Come see us at our booth. You know, and you can see how chubby Cody's tits are in real life. Uh, I plan on having my shirt off. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> 
What's a shirt? Um, <laughs> just canceled my. Uh, just get him some uh, what tassels? Put them on his nips. And, yeah, uh, Co- uh, Corey oh, yeah. got the uh, sex dungeon room so he can have a dominate <laughs> a dominatrix. Is that? Yeah, what yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, is that what it's called? You've been a bad boy, Corey. Hits him, hits him with I don't give a fuck about your table. safe word. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Henson, it's dinner time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Here's some hot wax. So you get a bunch of free shit there. I mean, there's lots of stuff you can get, but it's mainly just junk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, what are we passing out? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, Koozies. Light, like pins and pens, shit like shirt, that. Uh, I mean, like honestly, you, you see the guys that are in the business. They don't walk around with a bag or nothing. They don't even get cards. They're like, you're going to be scanning my badge, right? So just hit me up. Yeah. So... Yeah, people. Yeah, people like you can just tell the people that have been like there for the first time. They're just trying to grab up any free pen or anything they can get. But but if you have an idea of what you're gonna be needing in the future, and it's a great time to network with other installers to see not just products, man. Just see like how business has been in their area. Uh, get to know them a little bit. Stay in contact. Maybe they have tips and tricks like we try to share on the podcast of. Hey, man, I did this, and I sold, like, 10 jobs off doing this. You know, it's a great opportunity to network. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Ask a lot of questions. You know, don't be afraid of looking stupid, man. I mean, we get on here every day, and we look like dumbasses. And, you know, thousands of people listen to this. So it's like you, you can't come with your ego. You have to leave it at the door. You have to go with the idea and the mindset that I want to leave this place a better business owner, a better coatings guy, a better you know floor prep polisher, whatever you do. But go at it like that, and uh, you know don't just go there to walk around and get free stuff, man. Really try to be studious. Would be my advice. Yeah, I, would, I like it for making connections. And, yeah, you I would, know I, I meet new people, and they might not even buy from me. I don't care. I'm just. Yeah, I would yeah. say anytime I've gone anywhere to like network or anything like that, uh, just don't have any preconceived notions or any preconceptions. Just completely open mind. Everybody there has something to offer. Yeah. Even if you leave that, leave a certain conversation, and say, "Wow, that guy was an idiot." You know, you learn not to do business with that guy. So just right. you know, completely open minded. Um, don't think, don't try to think ahead. Just take what's coming to you because it'll be a lot. Yeah, you never know what kind of opportunities you're missing out on if you already shut yourself off to so many things well, there. You're re- reading 12 Rules for Life, or have read 12. I finished it, yeah. One of the rules is uh, talk to everybody like they have something to offer or, or something to teach you, right? Yep. That's, yeah. Because well, everyone does have yeah, something to do. teach you. Yeah, Dude, that's true. The fucking, uh, you know, the, the lowest man on the totem pole to business could be an expert at something that you're not, you yeah. know? So that... that I, that was a really good chapter. But, yeah, you always got to talk to people like you can learn from them. And in that regard, you'll never be a worse version of yourself a year from now. Mm-hmm. Always be a better version of yourself. So do that. That got really philosophical. Just don't be a dick, man. Just, just go around <laughs> well, the booth. Here we go. Now. Here we go. Now we're getting back to the truth. Yeah. yeah. Just, Let's just, relax. Just Let's go around and have fun, you know, and, and ask a lot of questions. Especially the booths that have, like, free beer. Like, we don't have free beer, but... What? They have free beer? Oh, some of these booths have free beer. Just grab us one. Not me. Yeah, that'd be cool. Not me. I don't believe in that. One of our customers last year, he would go over to their booth, get a beer, and come back to our booth all day. (laughs) Really? That's smart. I'd be like, dude. 
And be like, yeah, they don't care. I'm like, well, that, <laughs> like, that's why we don't offer free beer, because people just come over, get the beer, leave. Yeah. If we could charge $4 for a beer, I bet people buy it. They probably have rules. Uh, yeah, they probably, could. probably rules. Yeah. But there's a lot of Stupid people giving rules. away free beer. <laughs> it's just all about opportunity, right? You just yeah. <laughs> they're like, hey, the right uh, person walks by that hasn't walked by the free beer tent. They're like, four dollars. Does anyone <laughs> just get shit faced while they're at the? Convention? I've had customers where they showed up for the first day and then I didn't see them at all the rest of the time. And the one guy was like, I just got so. Hammered. Uh, yeah, I just skipped the rest of it. Stayed in my room. <laughs> wow. Some people can't handle <laughs> Vegas, man. Yeah. I but yeah. Would not be doing any Vegas type things in Vegas. That just does not appeal to me. Me either, dude. I'm. I I'm, mean, if the Rams win Monday night, you're not gonna go look at some tits or something. I don't gamble. <laughs> I won't. I don't I'll gamble or anything. Over. I'm gonna be so jet lagged. I'm guessing yeah. that like. Like we're gonna go PM's do top gonna, golf Monday night. Yeah, the Rams at, gonna be at, on. I might have to have my headphones and at night. On. No, the the back the, we have TVs. Yeah, in the whole it's back. Top golf, not Darfur. I know, but you still can't <laughs> hear too good. But. Yeah. Darfur. Anyways, it's so not we'll a have, battle we'll torn that night. Yeah. Bring flashlights. <laughs> the same top golf that Henry Ruggs made his last oh, appearance. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh, you went there, you, you son, son of a bitch! bitch I think you? we did last. Ask time. for the yeah. ask for the rug special. <laughs> Let's bring you twenty one <laughs> shots of vodka or whatever. Fireball. fireball. Oh, Was it fireball? I can't. Oh, no. I, can't oh. I said fireball because you know the car exploded into a giant. Fireball. Oh Jesus! Wow! Oh, holy that shit! That was a really good joke. That was pretty good though. Uh, I agree. I'm sorry. No, uh, to her and her. Dog. Yeah, but this is, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be be a very good time, but if you go about it the right way, that would yep. be great. Uh, yeah, we can go to the next question. Next I think that answers, question. Hopefully. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, John in Georgia. Hey, guys, love the show. I made a decision to build a sales team for my business, which is a flooring company, and I'm having terrible issues finding anyone worth a shit, LOL. <laughs> Any suggestions on types of people to go after or what characteristics do you look for in a salesman? Um. I'll jump in first if that's fine. Yeah. Uh, persistence, uh, persistence, and really discipline. A lot of sales jobs they require you to get told no a large amount of times, so you need to be persistent and mentally tough. Now, how you can find that out in an interview? Every interview I've ever done, with the exception of like one or two, they say the right things. If in the interview they don't say the right things, then you know right there you shouldn't hire them. But if they say the right things, the only way that you're truly going to get to see if a sales guy is worth his weight is by letting him take a shot at it. Um, you know, we we hire salespeople from different industries a lot of times and train them and everything like that. Sometimes they just sink and sometimes they just do great. It's a character trait that is something that is very hard to see. There's something that makes a great salesman that you can't really see in an hour-long interview. You can't see what it's like when they get told no five times if they're going to get all right. mad and, and give up. You don't know how mentally tough they are. Of course they're going to tell you in the interview, yeah, I, I get, I'm great with rejection. Okay, well, then they get told no, and then they go fuck off the rest of the day because they're pissed off because someone told them no. Yep. So, I mean, I'd love to give you, like, a silver bullet here and just say, hey, ask these questions. If they answer like this, they're going to be great. But the fact of the matter is, is if they say the right things – 
They pass a background check and a drug test. Um, give them a shot. Honestly, give them a shot. If they don't do well, fire them. If they do well, there you go. But you're going to go through so many salespeople. It's one of those career fields that's not easy. Not everyone can do sales. So you're going to go through a lot of people regardless. If you hit some, if you hit a million-dollar sales rep on your first one, you go buy a lottery ticket because that's, that's a rare thing. Have a system like we do, the three strikes, you're out thing. Yeah. That way, you you know, and then you stick to it so you don't, yeah. like, have a bad person for a while. Like you have to complete, like, three estimates a day. You have to close one job a week. Uh, you, you know, just things like that. Whatever the, the scale of your business is, you can work backwards and actually, you know, make metrics like, okay, we were doing this many floors. I'd like to grow this percent. Okay, in order to do that, we have to sell this much more. Okay, let's go ahead and build that into his quota, right? He doesn't do it three times. All right, buddy. Sorry, you know the rules when you sign the contract. You're out. You know, it's I think in find, finding somebody in the food industry is, is good, too, because they're used to customer service and crazy people. Any yeah, any you know? customer service role is is great. Guys that work at like you know selling phones and and yeah. appliances and car. I mean any any consumer item that a a sales rep has to overcome an objection commonly, it, they're worth a shot. You know, but but it, you're not going to know until you Servers give a shot. Servers deal with some stupid. Shit. I was they a do. server yes, for years. So, yeah, I, my advice would be like. The salesperson is going to be the front lines of your company. They're the ones going yep. to be truly representing your company. It's the first contact. The first person is going to be in their home. So look for somebody that you would like to represent their company. Um, oh, yeah. That's good. It's good advice yeah, right there. So, like, yep, I don't know sure. if it's, like, physical appearance or the way they talk. Uh, like an different attractive like woman. That. Pump a, the brakes, attractive Cody. woman would be, would be a good sales rep uh, I th- in I a lot of a, cases. Yeah. yeah, I think an attractive woman would. But then you have some of the, the men. I find that, that, that remark would, bigoted, but. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, or you would have you would have the men that would think, well, she's a woman, she doesn't know, or then you'd have even women think, what does she really know about well, flooring? Yeah, the one thing about women, women naturally and genetically are more empathetic, so th- they make good salespeople because they're able to identify, you know, a pain and, and level with the person as to why they would want to fix that. Um, they just have a, a, I guess a biological advantage in that aspect than most men do. We're typically more analytical. Um, so that, I mean, that would be good. Now, that's not to say go out and hire, the mo- like, just pretty girls. I, I don't know if that's the, the, the right tactic. I think one thing that you're going to need out of your salespeople, one is availability. Um, you need them to be available. Um, like Cam said, resilience, the ability to, uh, you know, be told no and keep trudging along. The ability to not take things personally, really, because mm-hmm. sales is never personal. You almost have to ad- adopt an alter ego sometimes because of how rough it can get. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that's, that's what I would say. Find somebody you'd like to represent your company and then train them well. And yeah, um, don't be the guy that trains a sales guy and then just throws him in and doesn't train him at all because that <laughs> is just you know it's, it's <laughs> like you get in there get it done man. boy it's hard to retain employees like that and you get a bad reputation i gave no you a desk uh, <laughs> and uh and yeah what, so don't give me that shit one <laughs> thing that i will say that is an absolute no an absolute no is personal hygiene mm. And not for the obvious. I mean, the obvious is yes, they they're you know they're not appealing. Like they smell like shit or whatever. But listen, it, they're lazy. Yeah. 
That it it brings laziness, and obviously, no one wants to be around a guy that smells. And if like they a wear sweatpants, just how it is. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I've literally, I have. When I worked at Lowe's, back, way back when, and I interviewed a guy to sell appliances, came in smelling like a nutsack, dude. <laughs> and we, no one ever applied, so we hired him. Dude lasted a week. <laughs> yeah. And he was just lazy, not on time, you know. But I mean, obviously, no one wanted to be around him anyway. We were kind of glad he didn't come in, but. But, yeah, so uh, personal hygiene is definitely one of those signs that you can immediately, like, walk in and be like, oh, you smell bad. Never mind. So that would be my tip. Hmm. Also look for people that, like, are are creative, I guess, or maybe have a different way of thinking. That's sales, especially, like, in in this industry, you're you're allowed free reign to pretty much find customers however. So, you know, not the general, like, yeah, go knock on doors, but you know, somebody that can find creative ways to problem solve and find get in front of people. The, the ideal sales guy is going to be like Ted Bundy. Like, if you can find a Ted Bundy who just is like so Both motivation, just with motivation. Well, he was determined. He killed like a ton of people. Yeah. But like, just to be so like disassociated with your emotions, like Cody said. Like, you're going to get beat up so bad sometimes, man. I thought you meant Ted Bundy, the guy that sold shoes on the the comedy show. No, I mean like the serial killer. You know what I'm talking about? You're thinking of Al Bundy. Al Bundy. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, the shoe salesman. No, it it, it does sound weird, but if you can... women fat. (laughs) If you can find people that, like... Yeah, you don't need them hills. That don't... (laughs) God... If, if people who, who are uh, don't take things personally, like Cody said, but like that that's probably, in my opinion, that's like the best quality that a sales guy could have, because if they don't take anything personally, no one's gonna knock them out of their groove. Like they're just gonna be like, okay, well, you have a good day, and move on to the next one. So, you know, that's. Uh, but those are things you're probably not gonna find out in the interview. They're gonna tell you, yeah. They're all those things, but you're going to have to just make sure they pass a drug test. And a lot of you guys out there, I, I get, you know, the, I don't get it, but you guys say you don't, you know, drug test or whatever because uh, it's hard to get employees or whatever. Just bring I, fake pee. I, mean, I, I, still, yeah, I still really think that you <laughs> should microwave. drug test um, because for the obvious reason these people are representing your business. If they're on drugs, they can, you know, fuck up people's yeah, houses Your, your crew's stuff. already on drugs. The sales guy doesn't need to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I so, mean, come on. So just be be uh, just be smart with it, man. You know, uh, I wish we could give you a definitive silver bullet here, but just you're gonna have to feel it out, man. You're gonna go through a couple of bad ones before you get a good one, and we, you'll learn. We, we have went through some sales guys this year, quite quite a few. Like Actually, three, four, our, our turnover three. is pretty low. The only people that's gotten fired either didn't do their job or they were just a straight up idiot. There was two okay. of them. Yeah. There's two. You better stop talking. Shit, Cody. Oh, shit. I'm about that to get shit cam, boy. Yeah. yeah, you're on thin ice. Looks like you're watching the Rams game at home. <laughs> I don't think he'd be upset hey, with He'd that. be like, yeah, hey, can I fly home to watch the Rams? <laughs> the Rams. The Rams. I would. All right, well, we'll go ahead and uh, well, I guess we'll do the next question. Then. Yep. All right, our last question, Ben in Michigan. He asked, What's up, Ben? Uh, when del- this kind of correlates with our last question. When delivering numbers on an estimate, I am having issues being confident. What are little things I can do to calm myself when giving estimates? Remember, don't think with your wallet. That's probably... The, yeah, that's good advice. Uh, don't think with your wallet. Another thing I would... Well, one, you need reps. 
Um, like any sport, if you want to get good at free throws, you shoot a lot of free throws. If, if you want to get good at throwing a football, you throw the football a lot. Uh, so you need reps. Uh, you need to be able to – You took what I was going to say, you piece of shit. I'm really sorry. It is, it's a good point, you know. But So practice it a lot. Um, practice practice a lot. with a spouse, uh, with the <laughs> – <laughs> With a friend in the mirror, whatever. Cam has said that before. But it's also true. Like, I think I've said it a few different times. You do have to equate sales because it's something you have to constantly improve at and build on and stuff like that and practice at uh, to sports or learning an instrument or dancing or whatever you've done in the past. Um, Take that same energy and apply it to sales and, and you'll eventually get better at it but repetition is good cam i'm sorry I, oh, I couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> uh no i i think that yeah obviously those role two play. those two things are great role play um you know what go do an estimate at, at your you know on just for your grandma your aunt your uncle just go there and like he's saying just go through it man and it, it sounds and nobody likes us and i know we kind of push it on this podcast a little bit but but to, you know, invest in yourself. Uh, I mean, there's like like uh, the 10x rule and sell to survive, uh, and objections. Sell or be sold. Sell or be sold. There's like so many books out there that that teach you these things. You know, audio books, read the book. I don't care. But as long, it, but don't just read those things and then not implement them. There's so many people that just read these books and then they do not try anything in the books. Uh, if you're having trouble confidence, you know, with your confidence in closing. Invest in yourself, man. Buy a book, you know, read the book, take notes in the book. And, you know, like Cody saying, repetition, just repetition. If you're reading and you're looking at different, you know, inputs from different authors and stuff like that, it's only going to help you build confidence in what you're doing. You essentially have to rewire your brain because human beings don't like being uncomfortable. And asking a person to sell or to give you money for a service or product it's not necessarily a thing that is comfortable for people, especially when you think your price is too high. It's definitely going to be uncomfortable at that point. So really got to rewire your brain, rewire the way you think. And by doing that, you can read, you can uh, practice like Cody said, but there's all sorts of tools out there, but none of them are just going to be like, hey, this is a silver bullet, man, do this and it'll be easy. It's work. <laughs> I, I would also work. say, like, if you're not comfortable with the number you're delivering, so whether you're a rep or the owner of the company, you kind of need to look inwardly. Why are you uncomfortable with that number? Is because you don't believe you're going to deliver that quality of a job? Um, there's there's so many different reasons that can affect your confidence in, in what you're doing. So look inwardly. Truly believe in what you're doing. Because um, if you don't believe it yourself, you, how the fuck can you expect anybody else to pay for it? Um, and even I if like you that. Didn't, even if, yeah, but even if you don't believe in it, man, you can't let them see it. Even if you're like the shady guys out there, like I know guys that rip people off on floors, man. Like they're charging an arm and a leg because they're decent salesmen and they can do it. Yeah. But they know their numbers outlandish, but they're still just so confident mm-hmm. that their people are just like, man, this guy's yeah, I'm not getting a second competitive bid because this guy just seems like he knows his shit, you know. So it's. It, 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 you know, I used to sell floors, man. I would be at the end of it. I'd look at the number and I'd go, "Hmm." I'm gonna add five hundred right there. <laughs> I would. I'd just be like the numbers are okay, but nah, I think it's worth more than that. Yeah. I think I could sell it for more. 
And then when I'd go into the job, I'd be like, yeah, it's $4,800. And then they'd be like, oh, that's not quite what we're thinking about. But we signed the day. I'll take 500 bucks off right now. (laughs) (laughs) And they would go, right now? Yeah, okay. Uh, Honey, what do you think? Yeah. Well, we're going to say 500 right now. I think we should do it. He's seven months out. Yeah, I could maybe get you maybe five. You know, it's all, you know, but. Let's let's get this done today. So let's get you on the schedule. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask for the money. That's the whole part. It's asking for the money. You're there to do a job, right? That is a really good point. A lot of people, when they close, <laughs> like they they don't actually ask for the sale. They deliver the numbers, yep. and, and if and then so ask like so, can we get that money today? Just yeah. by asking, you'll sell more. I always that, went. That's the, so uncomfortable. No. I'm, Sorry, I kind of cut you off, but it's uncomfortable to ask for money. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable, but like I'm saying, what Cody's saying, repetition. What I'm saying, invest in your brain to rewire it to change the way you think because you're never going to fight your animalistic instinct or your natural instinct to feel uncomfortable, feel your chest start to rise, feel the butterflies in your stomach start to sweat a little bit or Ooh. not be able to stare at the customer and make good eye contact. You have to look away. No, like those yeah, those are good. social cues that have been wired into you from whenever humans became humans like and developed a conscience. That's what we are. So the only way you can actually outwork your genetic wiring is through repetition and hard work. And realize, so like you bring that up brings like an interesting point to, to go to the roots of why you're uncomfortable. Like the reasons why people get uncomfortable is because like, you know, there's a risk involved in, and it's a gen, it had been an evolutionary advantage for human beings to not take a risk, whether that's, you know, whether they used to uh, confront a lion or, you know, something bigger than them or something, something that could kill them. They're going to not take that risk uh, and it allowed them to live. And then that, that, thought and process and uh, genetic code got passed on and generations and generations and generations. Uh, when you're asking for sales numbers, there's there's nothing that's going to kill you. <laughs> you know, no. the, 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 the genetic reason, like as Cam is saying, why you're feeling uncomfortable, it has no bearing on your actual life. It, the only... The only thing you need to realize that just by asking and doing it and getting more confidence, it's only going to improve your life. So uh, don't be uncomfortable. The yeah. worst thing they can say is no. Yeah. Yep. I always would just go right through my estimate. Like I had, a, you know, the, the like aluminum clipboards that they, you know, the old style, and I'd have it right there, and I would read it off looking at it with them, and then I would go through, and I said the total uh, 50% down today, and then, you know, the next line, whatever. And um, I would say right at that 50% down, I said that'd be half down today. We take credit card, check, cash, you know, and that's going to get you set up on the list. And then I would just instantly say, what, you know, how are you going to pay for that today? Credit card or check or? It's called the assumptive close. And it can be quite, it can be quite effective. So if you use it in a way, like he's saying it very nonchalantly, which is how you need to approach it. If you're like, uh, would you like to, you know, maybe think about putting that money down? No, just be like, hey. You want three weeks to think about it? Yeah, just say. Just <laughs> Don't say, even bring that up. Just Shit. say, hey, uh, yeah, like like Corey, like Corey said, hey, you know, would you like to pay with cash or check? That's how we take it. 
That's that's the one thing I admire about Corey is like before he ever sells anything, he's like, okay, they're gonna buy it, and if not, fuck them. You know, yeah. <laughs> for the most part, they they just that's something like Corey when he when you deliver numbers, you assume that person's already bought into whatever you're doing. Yeah, yeah, and that's where you have to be. Whether that's through you know the fact finding process that you've done, you're or, at their you house, know, you talking to them <laughs> about the floor that they want and stuff like that. They should already be sold based off of what they're telling you and what you're going to deliver on. After that, it's just if you for answer money. the phone when they call, you show up five minutes before you're supposed to be there. You deliver the numbers, and you look well dressed. You should be concerned that you're not getting the half down when you leave. Mm-hmm. Like I would be almost like if they said, "No, we're we're gonna wait." I'd be like, "What? Yeah, why?" Well, that's that you goes know? back to like you have to realize and take account, be accountable. You did something wrong. I mean, that's just the lifestyle mm-hmm. you have to. If you're in sales and and that's your job is to sell deals, like. You need to be accountable for your actions. You need to own everything. And that's the only way you're ever going to get better. They said no. Okay, you couldn't overcome the objection. Okay, let's think back to the whole sales process. Sit down in your truck. Write down things you could have improved on or where you think the issue was and work on it. Get better at it. You I had a guy do a – sorry. I had nope. a guy do a, a you know, ride around, a ride along with me because he just was amazed by my story of how I would sell estimates. And – <clears throat> that was back when I had it was just an F one fifty, you know, had it all wrapped or whatever. And we would pull in, I'd always park at the end of the driveway. Like just park at the end of the driveway and I would have everything ready. I had my wheel, you know, I had a measuring wheel. I would measure from the back from the road all the way up to the garage in the width before I did anything else. Well I wasn't even quoting the the you know, the the driveway. driveway I was getting the measurements so I could quote it hmm. and then I would be in there and I'd be measuring everything out I would be on the floor with my hands and knees like in a knife I would like just kind of tap around for hollow spot just man it's it's all about marketing and selling yourself right perception and they they would just be looking and I'd be showing them the colors and we'd get all done and I would say let me go to my truck real quick I'll get you numbers give me five minutes and they would still be looking at the pictures or the you know the color swatches whatever and i would walk up and i would go through my spiel and then i would get half down we'd get in the truck we'd go to the next one and i that day i sold every single estimate but one and chip was like i'm doing everything wrong (laughs) he's like i get there and i spend too much time talking about everything else other than the floor um, you were in and out of your estimate in 30 minutes. I'm usually like an hour and a half. And you upsold. And you got the money. Yeah. It's really that simple. I mean, it's that simple. And not everyone's going to be sold. It's just not going to happen. But you can increase your chances exponentially if you if you take some of the things you hear from this podcast and other resources and just implement them and act on them. You'll be way better off as a result of that. But I think that answers that question. We're going to take a little break here. um, Then we're going to jump on the tip of the week for you guys. So stay tuned. Just the tip of the week. And welcome back to Sell More Floors. Just the tip of the week. 
that wasn't that loud. <laughs> I cleared my throat and Corey act like a nuclear weapon. You didn't have your headset on, so you didn't realize how loud you were. Oh, well, I apologize because your ears are bleeding, so <laughs> must have been louder than I thought. Uh, but, yeah, so we wanted to make the tip of the week because now is the time of the year where everyone, you know, a couple weeks ago, New Year, motivated. New Year, new you. Everyone has those ideas. Everyone says at the you want to go to a gym, don't do it the first two weeks after January because it's super slammed with New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve revolution. God, I'm retarded today. New Year's Eve people right <laughs> but they two weeks later are not going to be there right no one sticks to anything i didn't even go <laughs> yeah I, but you're waiting out the rush i knew well, that one <laughs> people don't stick to things right no. and it's tough to stick to things especially things that are challenging and new year's resolutions should be challenging because you're trying to stretch yourself get out of the comfort zone and become a better person you are essentially trying to be a better version of yourself the next year than you are this year so it's a transformative time for a lot of people. A lot of people as business owners also start to make resolutions about what they want for their business or how they want their business to operate. And then they get a few things that come up and then they're immediately back to business as usual. The old ways, the things that wasn't producing the results that they wanted. Um, I'm going to focus on putting this much money towards marketing each month. Oh, I didn't get the results I liked after two weeks, so I'm back to the old way. Or I want to close X amount of jobs. Okay, I didn't get it done the first two weeks. What's the point? I'm done. That's not the point of a New Year's resolution. You need to find interesting ways to stay engaged and stay with these New Year's resolutions. So I propose that a lot of ways for me personally to keep things uh, in perspective and actually stay on track is to write them down and actually have affirmations at specific time of day that you actually say them. So have a list of affirmations, things that you actually want to do. Like there's actually studies that show that, you know, positive affirmations can help you achieve goals. So say, you know, you're Cody and you need to lose 100 pounds. You could wake up in the morning Jeez. and you could say in whatever, in one year I am going to be and then say your goal weight. You know what I'm saying? Affirmations, because the more you speak it, the more you start to believe it. And then the more it becomes real for you. So for me personally, I always write everything down. I write my goals down in my planner, and then I recite them to myself once a day. And it just keeps me honest and keeps me – it doesn't let me get away from my goals. I'm, oh, I always know my goals. I always know where I want to be one year from now, five years from now, ten years from now. I always know where I want to be. So you always have to have them written down and say them to yourself. The more you say them, the more believable they're going to be. So business owner, you said you wanted to put $500 a month in marketing. You did it one time. You didn't get the results you like. So now you're back to doing 100 and trying to, you know, do the things you did the past couple of years. Don't give up so easy. It's not always going to go your way. The point is not to have success every time, but it's to make yourself uncomfortable and become a better version of yourself. So don't let failure stunt your growth as a person. You have to continue to persevere. Uh, Cody. Uh, yeah, failure is a good thing. Uh, like when you're working out, you want to go to failure. Uh, fa there's, there's lessons in failure. So, so take, those, uh, hmm. take those lessons and uh, apply them to, to be better. Uh, what is that old mantra? People say, uh, so an average person will grossly overestimate what they can do in one year and grossly under 
estimate what they can do in 10 years. So you have to realize that change, positive change, is a slow controlled burn it's, it's not going to happen quickly it's it's, it's a controlled burn. fire you're going to have to work slowly and diligently and hard at whatever it is you are trying to accomplish and change and um over time it, it will pay dividends but you have to realize it's you know if you're if you're not seeing results for a month you know you're building a foundation for change you may not see positive results for six months but every single time you're taking a swing or or an at bat or whatever you're doing eventually it's going to pay off and it is going to uh make a positive change in your business but it's like I mean, between all of us, I mean, have you guys ever made a positive change where it wasn't difficult in the beginning? No. No. Like, you can't, like, there's not a good thing for you that at one point you didn't have to struggle or there was no amount of pain or discomfort or inconvenience that was associated with that action in the beginning. So if you want to do something and you just think it's going to be natural and it's going to be easy, you've already been defeated because you need to realize that doing the right things or doing the good things are hard. That's why not everybody does them. That's why, you know, for instance, this is just an easiest one. That's why America is like the most obese country in the world. It's so easy to just eat McDonald's and to live a you know a sedimentary lifestyle where you just don't do anything. Our, our culture promotes convenience and just easy, unhealthy processed foods and you know working out isn't you know it's it's body shaming if you're if you're fat and people say you're fat or whatever you know I, that's not what I'm trying to say. It's just you are going to stand out and it's not going to be easy. You are fighting your natural human instinct to be a better version of yourself. So, I mean, you know, that's that's just one of the things. One of the things that the only other thing that I would add to this is uh, like Jocko Willink, if you ever if you've ever listened to his podcast, if you don't know who he is, he's an old Navy SEAL, uh, has a, a podcast and he's written a lot of different books, but he's really big on the like, you know don't quit mindset. Um, and one of the things that he said that really stuck to me um, was, and they always use uh, like weightlifting or or working out. Um, because that's something a lot of people want to do, but they don't. But uh, if, if that doesn't quantify with you listening, just substitute this in for something that would. But um, there's a, there's so many days where this guy, you know, he'll wake up and he does not want to work, but he tells himself, okay, I'm just going to quit tomorrow. And then he goes today. And then the same thing happens the next day. And then the same thing happens the next day. So just delay you're quitting a day, and eventually you, you just won't quit. It'll be a habit. It's just going to be like second nature. It's like, yeah, like you can do it for like selling <coughs> selling more floors. I mean, dude, if you like make five more calls a day, making sales calls sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. I don't care what sales guru out there acts like it's not that big a deal. Calling people out of nowhere and expecting to sell a service sucks. It's not easy, it's unnatural, uncomfortable, and oftentimes a failure. So all around, not good. But if you call five more people a day, that's five more opportunities you get to close five more jobs to make untold amounts of money more. It's hard, but it's worth it. It's hard to lose the weight, but it's worth it. It's hard to stop drinking so much, but it's worth it. 
It's hard to stop doing drugs, but it's worth it. There's Make yourself uncomfortable, man. Oh, Just dude, get comfortable being uncomfortable is my favorite thing. You think I like eating a salad instead of a fucking pizza? Oh, my God. Go out with all my friends, and they're all like, oh, yeah, let's get a big old pizza. I'm like, I'll take some dry chicken breast <laughs> and uh, some steamed broccoli. Yeah. And then after you're done and you do it, they all look at you like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like, he actually did that. Well, unless you work here, then you're kind of just a weirdo. Right, but. they think we're, yeah. But anyways, I, I've, you know, I chose to lose weight, and it was definitely hard, but I've stuck to it, and I'm losing more, and I, I, I like it. I, yeah. I feel better. I've personally, the goal, every goal that I've set so far, I mean, I know we're only two weeks in here, but I've stuck to it, and it's, it's there's already been times where I'm just like, dude, I don't want to do this. And I like I got the the Bowflex adjustable dumbbells, and I've been big into cardio lately because like I'm I don't need to be muscular and stuff, and I forgot how hard it is to build muscle and and exercise to failure lifting. But like there's days where like I go home after work, works crazy, before works crazy with the kids, after works crazy with the kids. Kids finally go. The last thing I want to do is go run on a treadmill for in 20 degree temperatures in my garage go down to my basement and lift heavy-ass dumbbells for 45 minutes. But I made a commitment to do it at minimum five days a week. And there's already been days where I'm like, dude, I don't know how the hell I'm going to do it, but you still do it. And hopefully in the end, it pays off. So that and all my business ones, I've stuck to pretty good too. Have you uh, shit out on any so far, Cody? You probably didn't even set any fucking goals. <laughs> I haven't shit out on any now. Caleb, you shit out on me? Uh, somewhat, but I didn't really, like, I was going to eat healthier and shit, and I got COVID, and I didn't eat too, I mean, I wanted to, like, walk and shit, but, uh, I mean, I haven't worked out, but I blame COVID, so. And Corey hasn't even filled his planner out, so that's cool. Yeah, I didn't fill my planner. <laughs> I made I made business goals, honestly. I didn't, I already had the goal to lose, you know, the weight, so I was already doing that. So I made business goals, um, and another goal was just to pay attention to my kids more. Yeah, that's a good goal. Yeah, because they're like growing up so fast. It's you had your existential crisis on the episode the other week, where you're like, "Have I even lived?" (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It's scary shit. But yeah, so don't be frustrated for those of you guys that have set business goals or just any personal goals really for the first two weeks and it hasn't gone perfectly according to plan that's natural it's supposed to be hard it's not supposed to be easy and that's what makes it worth doing uh that's what makes you a tougher and better person in my opinion except for that guy that commented on our post you can go fuck yourself yeah fuck you buddy hi uh, uh, what do you say oh my <laughs> yeah but <laughs> Uh, other than that, guys, uh, wanted to say thank you so much. We hope to see you guys out to World of Concrete. Um, if you need anything, let us know. And have a good one. Bye. Peace. Peace.